Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining me on the line right now is Julia Delois, the creative director of Raising Hell Events, here to talk to us about Taylor Swift on the cover of Time Magazine as 2023 Person of the Year. Julia, welcome to the show. Nice to speak with you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is what I would be doing all day anyway. So glad to be here. <laughs> Great. Okay. I want to start with uh, Raising Hell Events. Tell us a little bit about Raising Hell Events, what y'all do specifically in regard to Taylor Swift specific events. Sure. Raising Hell Events is New Orleans' number one producer uh, of Taylor Swift events. So we do dance parties. We've done all kinds of stuff with all sorts of businesses and venues all over town. We've done burlesque brunch, friendship bracelet making parties, um, karaoke, bingo, uh, roller skating classes, album listening parties, you name it. I just want to party about Taylor Swift all the time. And I do other stuff too. So other like nightlife and, and events and different programming for bars and venues all over. Um, But Taylor Swift has really become sort of the flagship for the company. I want to talk more about the economic impact of the Eras tour in just a little bit. But um, I let's just talk in a minute here. A lot of local businesses are finding creative ways to kind of get in on the Taylor Swift money bonanza. There's a lot of people that are going to be coming to New Orleans when she is here to go see that concert. And brothers and sisters, they are cracking open their wallets. So if, if you're a small business of any sort, you may enjoy reaching out to Julia and raising hell events and seeing how your business can print money off the Swifty army, right? Absolutely. It does. It, it feels um, it almost feels a little bit like cheating because there's such a shortcut to Taylor Swift really markets herself, you know, so you save save a lot on marketing uh, by doing Taylor Swift type events because it just the name goes so far. Great. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, uh, hit me up. Raising Hell Events on Instagram is the easiest thing to, to remember. DM me there and we'll get it going. I would love to talk to anybody about any event ideas, anything you got Taylor related. Great. I set aside time to do this today, Julia, because we've kind of and I'm sorry to say this. We've we've spent a not insignificant amount of time on this program kind of. Um, maybe poking fun at Taylor Swift, her relationship with uh, Kelsey uh, okay, from the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, you know, and and there's some people in our audience that that want that kind of content because yeah, they, they sure. don't they don't think that Taylor Swift is a person that they should take seriously. They view her as, you know, another just interchangeable pop star sure. that, that's got nothing to offer them. Yeah. But that's not what Taylor <laughs> Swift really is. Um, tell us and we'll just kind of go down a list here. Uh, Taylor's music often carries uh, empowering messages for young women. How do you see her lyrics influencing, resonating with her predominantly young female audience? 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was it, she was an easy punchline in her early days. It was a lot of uh, diary songs about about teenage boys and young love and, and things like that. And I think that she's really grown. Uh, you know, her subject matter has grown along with her as she's gone along in her career. And I think it was very easy to say, like, oh, she just cares about boys. She just cares about um, love and relationships and things like that. Uh, but I, I think also now that she's really proven herself, it's it's easier to see that, like, she really writes about herself and her relationship with herself and introspection. She's very uh, reflective, very incisive about her emotional experience. And so it makes sense that, like, you know, young love, those are a lot of the, like, first formative experiences where we're really experiencing something new and novel emotionally, um, you know, that that kind of connection. So I think she she has written about all kinds of stuff by now, but I, I do think people, it, you know, people who wrote her off in the beginning, it's easy to hearken back to those things and, and chalk her up to that. But I really see her connecting with young people now and, and seeing this, this massive mainstream marketing machine, this massive phenomenon that is so built on uh, joy and emotional connection and levity and it, it, to me, it really speaks, I don't know about the first time, but I really see it as being a monumental moment when being able to connect emotionally, being able to share about your experiences in a way that resonates with other people is kind of like in the mainstream in this massive way and cool. Um, you know, so, so young people, especially young girls, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. I love that. Let's go ahead and talk about her marketing prowess. Um She's not she's not only known for her musical talent, but her she's a master marketer. You said yourself, she's kind of like people that want to sort of create attendant events around Taylor Swift don't even have to try that hard. Uh, it's it's not no work, but Taylor makes it easy because she's so good at marketing herself. Tell us about some of the key strategies that she's deployed throughout her career that have contributed to her unbelievable excess on tour and now her ascension to time magazine's 2023 person of the year how did she do it i mean i think uh i think really this year is all about uh the eras and that was certainly sort of like recognized as as a concept prior to this year you know her her music has always been so dynamic she's been like reinvent 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 so every album seems like something almost totally new. And we were definitely aware of that before, but really, uh, really homing in on that this year to create the Eras tour and this thing of like, what one are you? And, you know, where are you in your journey and which one do you identify the most with? It's the same phenomenon. I mean, we've been seeing this as far back as like, it's like 90s, 00s boy band. This was sort of the boy band marketing thing too, where it was like, oh, are you, you know, are you a girl who loves the sweet one? Are you a girl who loves the bad boy? Are you a girl who, you know, it's, it's kind of like that all in one person. So I think uh, delineating the eras and like really, really nailing what makes each of those so different has been a really brilliant strategy. Um, And that, you know, I think like the nugget of that is really like, like I was saying before, like the emotional journey. Like I think that she's connecting with people because of, of her ability to write about this stuff emotionally and write incisively. And I think the eras are like a super uh, emblematic um, nugget of that. 
Gotcha. Great. I wanted uh, I, in in my sort of defense of Taylor Swift that I sometimes find myself in when I'm. Are you out here defending Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah. Just once in a while, you might you might catch That's me good. out here. That's good. Being, yeah. a, being a tiny Swifty. Um, <laughs> we need yeah. We need many foot soldiers. <laughs> Sign me up. I uh, I I'll I'll sometimes to draw a comparison between Taylor Swift and somebody like Britney Spears. Who mm-hmm. no no disrespect to Britney, but her trajectory was very different. The sort of innate uh, talent that she brought to the table was very different. And I I, I want to go back to something you said earlier about how you know I don't I don't recall that Britney Spears, bless her heart, ever sang about her relationship with herself in a way that was meaningful and accessible. To a, a, a lot of different people. I don't think she ever sang about like her relationship with her loved ones or, or anything that, that, that approached spirituality. Some of these other things that Taylor Swift sings about. It's also true. We destroyed Britney Spears in a way. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears ascent to fame. You know, I, I'm glad that she made a billion dollars and, 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 and survived. But, you know, she had this very public meltdown where she shaved her head and she's flashing everybody when she's getting out of the car. And then she's in this conservatorship. Taylor Swift seems to have avoided all of that. How did she navigate being so famous and wealthy at such a young age and found a way to make that into a sustainable business model? She didn't she didn't appear to have a problem with uh, substance abuse or, or, or have any the overt mental health episodes or breakdowns. How did, how did she do it? How did she survive becoming so famous at such a young age? Yeah. How did she do it? I mean, you're right. Like what we did to Brittany, I, I think is our national shame um, <laughs> among, among many other things. Uh, and I, I really think, um, you know, we, we've had this moment of like uh, of revisiting what we did to Brittany and feeling, you know, the correct amount of guilt over that. I think we did like a really similar thing to Taylor Swift. Like you were saying, you know, we're poking fun at the, the boyfriends, whatever, especially like circa, 2014 2015 like who hasn't she dated you know like all taylor swift's boyfriends as starbucks drinks or whatever um (laughs) it it was only like a shade away uh, you know of of the slut shaming that we the more explicit slut shaming that we did to britney i guess i mean i think i think uh taylor really started as a writer and you know the merits of her writing uh when she was 15 who's to who's to say who's to weigh in on that but i think like being able to write about her experience um as she was vilified uh in the media at all these various points in in her career because she was torn down you know like especially the pinnacle the reputation moment the war with kanye uh that was like pretty on par with with some of the worst Britney moments. And we didn't necessarily think that she was coming back from that. She rose from the ashes. It, I, I sort of think of like Taylor as because she was able to write about these experiences and come out on the other side and write about what that was like and, and be still writing now about what it's been like to survive all that. I think of her as sort of like being like awake on the operating table. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like she is knowing what's happening to her in the media and being able to sort of articulate that. So I don't know if I can speak exactly on how she does it. I think she's really close with her family. I think she found probably from, you know, being, vilified so hard from being skewered so hard. I do think she turned inward at the right time. She identifies as a 
big introvert, I think. And she talks a lot about, you know, I think she like went inward and went away from people and, mm. and spent a lot of time alone and got right with herself um, and was maybe able to come out on the other side because of those things. Awesome. Uh, let's talk business. Uh, Taylor Swift has also ventured into various business endeavors and established a really mm, strong yeah. personal brand. Uh, so, you know, and we, we've seen this before with some other people like Jay-Z and Beyonce, people who are musically very talented have a lot to offer there, but then also turn out to be very shrewd business people. How has Taylor's business acumen contributed to her influence and popularity? Yeah, I think she does it all. Uh, yeah, I think um, she's a workhorse. And she if you listen to a lot of interviews, with her, you read a lot of stuff she's saying. She, I think she really is like that obsessed. You know, she really cannot quit. Um, uh, further reading includes Miss Americana, the Netflix documentary. Like, I think that's a really good starter point for people mm-hmm. who may be like, what's the deal with, you know, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I, I think she really comes off um, authentic and down to earth in this documentary and she talks a lot about like I think she just really is this obsessed with the work and with reaching people I I mean we got to believe it's not like she needs any more money you know she's not like hurling out new business ideas because she she just I I really think she loves what she's doing maybe that's naive I don't know I really if she's fooling everybody then she's fooling me too I really think she loves what she's doing Okay, let's talk about the impact on local economies. And you seem really, and this is why I wanted to call you specifically because I'm familiar with your organization. Um, When she takes her, uh, when she takes the Eras tour to, you know, insert city here, the amount of money that gets generated by the people that attend that concert is kind of insane. Can you just, from, from what you've witnessed, what kind of ripple effect do you see uh, you know, coming in New Orleans or in, in other cities. I don't know. Just kind of tell us about that in, in your position as an observer. I mean, anecdotally, yeah, my position as an economic advisor. I'm also an economic <laughs> advisor. Uh, no. Um, nice. She does it all. It Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, anecdotally, it has been compared to like, you know, like an Olympics. Every time she's in, in a city, it's another Olympics for that city. And there's also been, I, I will say, there's also been um, a little bit of doubt cast on, you know, where the, where the actual figure is coming from. It's, it's very hard to track sure. um, what those actual numbers are. But uh, broad strokes, it's pretty undeniable. People are spending, uh, you know, money at hotels, money at restaurants. Um, money at craft stores to make the friendship bracelets, like all over the place. You wouldn't believe how much goes into just like getting to a concert. So there is a boom. I I think that's part of why we're talking about her as time person of the year is, is that kind of economic effect across the country. And this is where I become like a, a, a Swifty sputtering about like exact figures that I don't know about. We're like, Taylor Swift, GDP, the money they say that you can see that, <laughs> but it's like, it is something like, it's like close to like, supposedly it's something, it's close to like $5 billion or something that she, that she may have um, added to the U S economy. So yeah, I think wow. anecdotally and, you know, supposedly hard facts, I think we're seeing it for sure. Great. Uh, let's talk about uh, her activism. 
Uh, she's increasingly been using her platform to address social issues. I know that's something she wasn't always comfortable doing or the people around her, her sort of management people were like, hey, don't get involved in social stuff. Do not get involved in politics. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what ways she's actually leveraged her influence for positive change and how has that changed her public image? Yeah, she did decide to this is this is where it gets this is where it gets dicey. Ian. this is where I got to I got to check myself before I go full-throated and, um, you know, and, and speaking uh, too hyperbolically about Taylor Swift's uh, righteousness and, and impact. Well, but if I not think, now, when, Julia? I mean, go if for not, it. Now, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, like like her efforts to, you know, she's contributed her, her platform to getting people to register to vote and speaking out for LGBT rights. And, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, I do am I'm not going to I'm not going to be the Swifty saying Taylor Swift is doing the most activism of any you know this white woman uh but but I do think I do think having something this monumental in the mainstream having having young kids hearing that they should get out and vote hearing mainstream songs about like don't hate on gay people hearing mainstream songs about like um you know wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man I, I think I, I guess I'm I guess I'm more willing to talk in broad strokes about this uh, than in in particulars, maybe. But I, yeah, I think I think uh, she's definitely used her platform. And we know, like you said, that that was really her pushing for that and, mm-hmm. and that she was pretty strongly advised not to go there for a lot of years before she did. I have just a few minutes left with you, Julia. I want to give you two text messages and then a final question for myself. Here's a text Mm -hmm. that says Mm -hmm. uh, to appreciate Taylor Swift, you have to acknowledge her parents. Her father was a high ranking guy at Charles Schwab. Her first significant gig was for a Schwab function where her father asked her to fill in due to a cancellation. Her parents loved her and they did not take advantage of her. Your reaction? Yeah, I think and she has her parents everywhere with her there at all the tour dates they're really cute they are like doing friendship bracelets with the fans we you know a couple weeks ago we saw her dad vibing with travis kelsey so they're super it's 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 very heartwarming that's why my mom um is a taylor swift fan she's always like she loves her mom so much she's so nice she loves her mom so much (laughs) yeah i think she's a huge huge family gal for sure uh, here's a text that says Taylor Swift is kind of bubblegum. Yes, she's super successful, rich and popular among young girls, but that's bubblegum. It's not something older people are going to obsess over, especially men who grew up on rock. Julia, if you had to submit, a, you know, like a white paper for men who grew up on rock about what there is for them in Taylor Swift's music, what might you what might you put on there? First, I, I say see me after class because this is this is a lot I can't get to right now. But um, but I, I do think I, I think it's not bubblegum. And if you want like specific song uh, recommendations, album recommendations, I think a lot of the stuff that you may know only through osmosis, the stuff that is like the biggest hits on on the radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that impression is a little more accurate. But you go to, I mean. Midnight's folklore, the especially with especially since the pandemic, I think folklore, Evermore, Midnight. She's just really the writing. I think speaks for itself. I think it's undeniable at this point. And also a lot of it, you know, I think uh, we like to do some revisionist history about well-respected um, uh, artists and bands in 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 history. And it's like the Beatles were bubblegum, and you know yeah. all these people. It's like who Michael Jackson you know, was who bubblegum. Who are these men? 
Exactly. Like, who, who, who are these men on ra- – tell me what you like. You know what I mean? Tell me what you like, and, and, I'll, and I'll step to you with, with Taylor. <laughs> great, great, great. Oh, shoot. There was one other thing I want to ask you. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, so tell us again, uh, Raising Hell Events, you're on Instagram. People should send you a direct message there if they have a small business and they want to, you know, hold an event or host some sort of Taylor Swift something to get in on that, po- that pot of gold. They should hit you up on uh, Instagram, Raising Hell Events, yes? That's right. Yeah. Great. My guest is Julia Deloise, the creative director of Raising Hell Events. Nice speaking with you today, Julia. Good luck out there. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Ian. Absolutely. And we'll do it again sometime. I'm very, very late. So sorry, Coleman. We'll step away here and come back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 